What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to talk about the future, boys. Now, a little bit of a back to the future episode. We're going to be talking about 2023 rookie picks. These are my favorite assets to go out and acquire in these dynasty leagues. We're not going to waste any time today. We got a lot of things to cover. Let's go. Now, before I get into the steak and potatoes of this episode, make sure you go down below, subscribe, and leave a like. It really helps us grow, and you guys have been showing a lot of love, man, so I really appreciate that. Let's get straight into these future first, and I want to say this video is mainly for rebuilding and tanking teams, and yes, this happens to the best of us. You know, sometimes we take on orphans, sometimes we fuck up the startup, sometimes we draft a guy like uh, who busts, uh, like a guy like Trent Richardson. And things go to shit. Maybe you take Jalen Rager a little bit too high in your rookie draft last year and your team's going to shit. When I'm rebuilding, I'm trying to trade anybody that's over the age of 25, 26, 27. That's right around when the age apex is. For wider shooters, you can be a little bit more lenient. But for those running backs, when they're on that last year of that rookie deal, when, they, when they're on the first year of the second deal, that's when you want to get those players off your team. You want to scrap your team of old age. Because you want to get those players off your team because you don't you don't want to score points, fellas. When we're tanking, we're tanking. If the uh, I don't know who said this. Maybe maybe Vitz Lombardi, but I think I'm capping. If you're not first, you're last, fellas. So if you if you aren't going to contend, you want the 101. Because if you're not getting the 101, the 102, then the tank is for nothing. We we never want to be in purgatory. We never want to fuck around and get sixth place or seventh place. Go out there if you're going to tank, actually tank. And this is the best way. When you trade for future first, you get to offload veterans and you get rookie picks in return. Rookie picks aren't scoring points. And I know some of you guys might see trade targets out there. Here's the thing. These buy low guys, like their value is low for a reason. It's kind of what it comes down to. So when you're buying these players low, they're losing value and you're back where you started. If you, if you jump up from here, sell a veteran before he gets here. But if you buy a buy low player and he meets you right out where that veteran was already on his way then you're already you already lost so when i'm trading back at rookie drafts or trying to offload these veterans i want 2023 first fellas and we'll get into why 2023 specifically but we want those future first they always hold value and as think about it this way every minute that passes that that rookie pick that future rookie pick ticks up in value ever so slightly ever so slightly does that pick uptick in value but as time goes on and on between now and when you're making that pick on the clock that pick increases with that value increases with the value because it goes from a future first to a present first and that's big and most of these contenders you know they're down to to part with these 2023 first they're contenders they assume their pick's going to be late oh they're my 2023 it's two years out i'm going to contend i'll sell it at a discount but also these contenders they're often pretenders fellas everybody wants to be great every not everybody can be a contender i i'm gonna make a video on this in the future but i see so many people they either come to me or i see them out there in leagues you can't just go from a middle of the pack team or rebuilding team package two firsts get two assets in return and now all of a sudden you're a contender that's not how that works it's a slow build over time and your team needs to actually be good there's between a contender and a playoff team that's that's the big thing so if you get one from a playoff team now you're getting the pick at its absolute floor value because they're selling it to you for a late 2023 first but two years out that team could be shit their 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 uh owner can ditch the league they can orphan the team and then all of a sudden you have an early 2023 first that was never accounted for. The minute that pick goes from a late first to a mid to early first, you're winning that trade massively. You guys might be asking, why the, why the 2023 class? Well, doesn't this kind of apply to the 2022 class as well? Here's the thing. 
The 2023 class is loaded, fellas. A 2023, just straight up, once we get to 2023, a 2023 mid-first might end up being more value than a 2021 mid-first when it's all said and done, not even accounting for the future value of things. And that's because of how great this class is. Let me preface, I'm not a Devi guy. I'm not out there in campus to Canton leagues. I'm not doing all that shit, but I'm interested in these players. I always want to get one step ahead of the game for you guys because I want to spit the cleanest and best analysis for you guys. So I'm always looking out ahead of the curve. And I honestly might even start doing Debbie stuff, but don't don't lock me into anything. I'm not a big commitment guy. I don't know. But the guys I follow on Twitter, you know, the ones that are whispering in my ear about this class, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm peeling back the curtains. I'm looking at some players. Oh, okay. He looks, he looks pretty good. That freshman season was pretty crazy. Now, I just want to remind you guys, the 2023 class, all they've had is their freshman season. And these guys on Twitter are, are telling me that this class, like, like Ron, this is the one. Like, the, these guys, they're not playing around. And I can see, I'm looking at the ADP. And I see this in the ADP. I go to DeviWatch.com, probably, like, the, the best free ADP for Debbie. And the 101 and 102 in Superflex Debbie drafts are both 2023 prospects. They're B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, and DJ Uagalele out of Clemson. I think I said that right. I think I, I think I did all right. And let me tell you guys, having two players head and shoulders above the 2022 class as is this far out, we're in fucking May. And 2023 class is already dominating over 2022. This is very unusual. Last year at the same time, there wasn't a single 2022 prospect in Devi ADP until pick nine. This is from at DLF or DLF football. And it was Keaton Slavis. Now you guys may say 2022 is a weaker class, and it, and it might be. It, it is definitely a weaker class than 2023. It's probably as strong, maybe a little bit stronger than 2021. But this 2023 class looks unprecedented. In Devi leagues, you get extra value because Devi, pretty much you draft players that are in college and then you wait for them to build up to the NFL. So you don't want to sit there. When you draft a prospect that's a 2023, you have to wait an extra year to actually get that player on your roster. So even with that in mind, there are still two players from 2023 at the top of the class. And let's talk about the golden boy of this class. We have Bijan Robinson. He's going at the 101. The guy has pedigree, fellas. Five-star recruit, top running back in the class. And in his senior year of high school, let's not even get into college yet at Texas. In his senior year of high school, he ran for 126 rushes, 2,235 rushing yards, and 38 rushing touchdowns. Let me just say that for you guys. He averaged 17.7 yards a carry and 203 yards a game on 11.5 carries per game. What the fuck? This guy is just out there ragdolling kids. But what's even crazier is, this guy is six foot, 223 pounds right now. And his best comparable on 247, which is like the biggest recruiting website, has it at Alvin Kamara. So he's a big fella. He runs for a lot of yards and he has the receiving game of Alvin Kamara, according to them. And he hasn't disappointed at all. In these nine games that he's played as a freshman, he rushed 86 times, had 703 yards, averaged 8.2 yards per carry and had four touchdowns on the ground. He also did pretty well in the receiving game. He had 15 catches for 196 receiving yards and two touchdowns through the air which doesn't sound that crazy, but let's add some context, fellas. And not only are we going to add some context, the kind of standard that I'm setting for Bijan Robinson and everybody else is, we think he's going to be the next generational guy. And when I mean generational, I mean somebody that's going to get drafted in the top five of the NFL draft. So we're talking about Trent Richardson, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Saquon Barkley. Those are the four guys since 2009 who have been drafted in the top five, and I would consider them generational type talents. And these are my favorite charts to use over at campusdecanton.com, but it gives you a really good understanding of what's going on on that team. And this is the percentage of rushing yards on the left graph and the percentage of receiving yards on the right graph that he has for his entire team. So the percentage of team rushing yards and percentage of passing yards that he has on Texas 
over years out of high school. So on the y-axis is going to be re receiving yard market share and rushing yard market share. On the x-axis, you're going to get years out of high school. And the maroon dots are the average for a top 12 running back. Let's focus on their freshman season. So just year one out of high school. Bijan Robinson places as second in rushing market share behind only Saquon Barkley ahead of the top 12 RB dots. So he's a head and shoulders above the rest of the guys only behind Saquon and is ahead of that top 12 RB dot we want him to hit. That little maroon dot is the one you want him to, to get above because that is the average for top 12 running backs in the NFL. The best part is we're talking about a guy like Saquon Barkley, somebody who has command, commanded over 100 receptions in the NFL in a single season. In his rookie season, he had like over 100 catches. Bijan Robinson placed first in receiving yard market share as a freshman ahead of all of these guys. So the Kamar comps, the Kamara comparisons, they hold weight, fellas. They hold weight or they hold water. I don't know how that I don't know how that uh, saying goes, but I really do think this is the next Saquon Barkley level prospect in 2023, but it gets better. This class is deep. There's a clear big three with Robinson. You have Jamar Gibbs out of Georgia Tech and you have Tank Bigsby. His name is literally Tank Bigsby going at the 106 and 107 behind the big three 2022 prospects who are Rattler, Howell, and uh, Brees Hall. So let's add Gibbs and let's add Bigsby to this chart. We have rushing yards market share on the left and receiving yard market share on the right. Tank Bigsby actually looks really good. He passes Bijan and is second to only Saquon Barkley in rushing yard market share, all while doing that in the SEC. Gibbs finishes six below the dot we want, but he smashes the receiving yard market share. He is head and shoulders above the rest. And he looks like a guy that could really be an Eckler, Kamara, McCaffrey type guy in this class. He has for what he did as a freshman in the receiving game is insane. And this is the area where Bigsby lacks. He's he's right on the top 12 dot ahead of only Ezekiel Elliott. So Bigsby, he's a really solid rusher, has some receiving ability. Gibbs is a really good uh, receiver, has some rushing ability. They should both work on these flaws, but they look the part of great running backs as well. Especially because they're both hovering around that 5'11", 200 to 205 range. You know we want that workhorse build. And these guys have plenty of room to grow. So these these height and weights, obviously, they still have two more years of college programming. You know, they're going to eat real good in that that nutrition program. So they got they got plenty of time to grow into that workhorse build. And just to make it clear, when we're talking about the top four running backs in Debbie, remember, 106, 107 is where Tank Bigsby and Jamar Gibbs are going. Not to understate how good they are at all. So of the top four running backs in Debbie, you have Bijan Robinson. 2023 then the only 2022 back is Brees Hall at Iowa State then you have Tank Bigsby and you have Jamar Gibbs I think I'm saying Jamar Gibbs right I don't know his the the Y is throwing me off a little bit and not to mention there's other big names there's a five-star recruit Zach Evans who was up there with Bijan Robinson he had a decent first year at TCU he has room to emerge and you have Jace McClellan out of Alabama Kendall Mitlin out of Georgia those guys are at big time schools big time prospects they have room to grow as well then we're we're only talking about the running backs those are three running backs we have one running back that could go top five and two running backs that I would be, I would feel pretty confident are probably fringe first round guys, probably of the Akers, Dobbins, Swift, Jonathan Taylor kind of tiers where I'd put Tank Bigsby and Gibbs. But these quarterbacks, especially the 102 DJ Uagalele, I'm just gonna call him DJ for now on because that's a bit of a, a bit of a tug twister for your boy. But the dude was a five-star recruit coming out, 6'4", 250 pounds. So we're talking big boy. We're talking like cam newton type build he doesn't have quite that rushing upside but his best comparable on 247 is jamarcus russell people forget jamarcus russell yes he was a bust but the guy had insane talent especially his arm his arm was insane and that's what it is with dj he has an arm strength rating of 10 out of 10 on 247 and apparently they were saying in the little his little bio i don't know if you guys want to call cap you can call cap 
but he was saying he could chuck it over 80 yards at an eight, as an 18 year old senior we are talking cannon this guy has a jamarcus russell josh allen patrick mahomes level cannon he's 6'4 250 and he played in two games last year when trevor lawrence had covid and he looked fucking sick man these these highlights are insane as a true freshman he played really well he's not a no red shirt freshman we're talking about a true freshman 18 years old he gets thrown to the wolves in a covid year and he balls the fuck out he has games against boston college and at notre dame at notre dame he throws for 439 yards and two touchdowns he loses that game sure but that's still super impressive between those games he had a 69 percent completion percentage and he averaged 390 yards passing per game two tds per game and he threw zero interceptions and he had a rushing td on the ground in each of those games he threw no picks in his first two starts and balled out then let's go past dj i'm super excited about dj but we got one other guy to cover that's really big in this class we have bryce young out of alabama he's that new era parent you know you had tua jalen hurts then you have mac jones Bryce Young is that dude. He is a Tua-level prospect. He's a five-star recruit. He was not only ranked ahead of DJ Uigalele, he's the sixth best quarterback prospect of all time on 247 Sports. He's best comparable to Russell Wilson. He has that, he's listed as a dual-threat quarterback, so we're talking really mobile guy. And DJ and Bryce Young, they feel like this year's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and of course, with quarterback, we're going to have late guys that break out. Not everybody can start as a freshman. Bryce Young didn't start as a freshman. We're going to get guys that are like Joe Burrow and Zach Wilson that, that break out as seniors. So be on the lookout. This quarterback class is really strong as well. And while we're at it, we might as well just break down the whole class, fellas. Let's look at these wide receivers. The wide receiver class for 2023, I'll say is probably one of the weaker points of this class, but it's still really strong. The headliner here is going to be five-star Kayshawn Boutte. He's going at the 112 in Debbie ADP right now. I've seen him go as the first wide receiver as a seventh pick off the board. I, I think a lot of sharp people have him as their wide receiver one in Debbie. So we're talking about that kind of talent. We're talking about an LSU five-star wide receiver, and that's been working out pretty well recently. He's only six foot 185, but he has plenty of room to grow. You know, we want those thick alphas, but we can't expect them to be thick alphas from day one. You know, they're going to they're gonna get in the weight room. They're going to do their thing. And he had an underwhelming first seven games at LSU, but this is because he shared the field with NFL talent Terrace Marshall. Once Marshall left, Butte ate. He put up three straight 100-yard games against Alabama, Florida, and Ole Miss. We're talking about legit programs. You know, Patrick Sertain's on that, on that Alabama team. We're talking about dogs. And not only that, but if you look at this picture... On that last game, he broke the SEC record for most receiving yards in a game last year against Ole Miss with 308. As a true freshman, he broke that fucking single game record. And you know me, let's look at the analysts. Let's, let's put him up against other crazy receivers. Let's put him up on this chart again, but this time we're going to use receiving yards per team pass attempt. It's just receiving yards in an offense over pass attempts. It's a really predictive stat, probably like the most predictive wide receiver stat we have, and it just shows dominance and efficiency Boutte looked better as a true freshman in a COVID year than his two other wide receiver counterparts in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and those guys are pretty fucking good and he's also in some good company with his other two the other two top wide receivers in this class that this big three they're all above the dot they look really good in their freshman year receiving yards per team pass attempt and the first guy is five-star Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland and you guys you guys know I'm loving this boy is six foot 200 pounds as an 18 year old true freshman be excited then we have four star Marvin Mims he's a little bit smaller at 5'11 177 a little bit less exciting but still crazy good freshman year production he can grow into his build a little bit more but they all look really good in year one and they all outperform the dot which marks the average for a top 24 wide receiver and let's just go one one step further let's look at the tight ends real quick the tight ends are really juicy fellas and i keep preaching let's look at the Devi adp let's look at where the 2023 guys are compared to the 2022 the wild part is 
the top two tight ends we're going to talk about in 2023 are the top two tight ends in Debbie. So they are both better than any of the 2022 tight end prospects. And you might say, why is that? You know, it's, I mean, Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M is a really good prospect, but these guys are dogs, especially Eric Gilbert. He is the greatest tight end recruit of all time. We are talking over Greg Olson, Martellus Bennett, OJ Howard, the greatest of all time tight end recruit. I don't know. That is just insane. This is an insane class just from a high school recruiting perspective. This guy, Eric Gilbert, he's 6'5", 250. He put up 35 catches, 368 yards, and two touchdowns as a true freshman on way for LSU. So he's putting up those numbers next to Kayshawn Boutte and Terrace Marshall as a freshman tight end. And this guy ran 55% of his snaps out of the slot or wide. So he's moving all around the formation like a Kyle Pitts. He's not just sitting in line. This is a guy that looks like an absolute stud at the NFL level. The thing is, he's an LSU guy. He he like transferred to Florida, then he decommitted to Florida, and now he's just like stuck in the transfer portal. So we don't know where he's going to play next year, but be excited about Eric Gilbert. And again, let's go back to the well on the chart. We have receiving yards per team pass attempt here again for tight ends. Not super predictive, but just a good idea to see what he looks like against other great tight ends. And I put him up against some of the best tight end prospects we've seen go in the first round that played their freshman year. But we have OJ Howard, Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, Noah Fant, and Kyle Pitts. Eric Gilbert stands out against the crowd. He's first amongst all of them in receiving yards per team pass attempt. And check this out. He opted out for his last two games. And this chart, they don't account for that. They don't do per game. They do it by season. So even with just taking zeros on his last two games, he still comes out on top. And the crazier part is, is that the tight end two, his his counterpart, Michael Meyer, look at this chart real quick. He's not only ahead of those historic first round tight ends, he's ahead of fucking Eric Gilbert. He's like one of the best, he has one of the best freshman year seasons we've ever seen. He wasn't the same type of uh, historic athlete coming out of college, but he's still, I think he was like a top 20 tight end recruit of all time, five star. And he put up 42, 450 and two on Notre Dame last year. So after recapping damn near the entire 2023 class, let's, let's take a little time to reflect fellas. This is an insane class. And I'll admit, I know a lot of you guys out there are gonna, probably going to say, you know, players bust and flame out. I know I'm looking at this class kind of rosy, you know, I'm, I'm expecting best case scenario for all of them. I know that some prospects will flame out. I know Amon Ross St. Brown and Seth Williams were super highly regarded after freshman seasons and they went day three this year. So, so things happen where guys don't pop, you know, but what can happen as many stories as Seth Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown's we have guys that don't pop until their freshman year or until their sophomore year, I mean. You know, you have guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson who do nothing as freshmen and then they, they break out as sophomores. So we're, we're going to see as many guys that are just freshman year wonders, we're going to see guys that pop off next year, which is going to be really exciting. And what's even more impressive is the amount of freshman studs we had this year, even with shortened training camps. You know, last year we had COVID, there was no spring ball and these guys still performed their ass off they didn't have time to get chemistry with the quarterback and get completely integrated and in. i couldn't even imagine being a being a football player for a program like texas and not even getting a, a full acclimation and ramp up period and just going out there and balling out and just to recap this class it's looking really strong we have an rb that could go top five and i'm not even i'm not exaggerating b john robinson Look out, he could be that guy who is a top five pick in the NFL draft. I know we haven't seen it in a while in a, since Saquon Barkley, but they're going to come around every five to 10 years. And I think that this guy could be it. Then we have Tank Bigsby and Gibbs. Those guys could be first round running backs. Then we have two quarterbacks in DJ and Bryce Young that are most likely going to be top five picks. Then we have two of the best tight end prospects we've seen in a long time. Well, not only we just saw Kyle Pitts, but two really, really solid tight end prospects, probably guys that could go first round in the NFL draft. And we have 
a pretty good wide receiver class. And that's just after year one. There's going to be plenty of Joe Burrow type prospects who break out late. We're going to have guys like Chase and Justin Jefferson who break out as sophomores. Fellas, this 2023 class, be excited. When you're watching, when you're tuning in on college uh, football Saturday, look out for these players. That's also, that's probably like the best part of like catching up with like Devi and the 2023 prospects. We're already seeing the value of this class show through in Devi ADP. Like I said, you don't usually see 2023 prospects get picked ahead of 2022 guys because they have to sit for that one year on your bench. But it's happening and it's because this class is so strong. And the Devi community is a very small part of the Dynasty community. So only that little tiny part has caught up with that. So you have to jump on it now. I'm telling you, if you're watching this video, go send out an offer right now in one of your Dynasty leagues. Go make an offer for a future 2023 first. I don't care if you're uh, tanking. I don't care if, if you're a fine team. If I'm a contender, I still want 2023 picks. Because I think that once everyone understands how crazy this class is, their value is going to jump up. And if you want to flip a 2023 first to go out and win in 2021 or 2022, then go do that as well. But if you're rebuilding, hoard these picks. I'm talking, I'm talking in rookie drafts when you're trading back and stuff. Try and go get three, four, five, 23 first round draft picks. If you can own that draft in 2023, 2024, you're just going to keep on raking money in and raking money in on those buy-ins. There's no way that anyone's going to be able to keep up with you. And I just want to say winter is coming, fellas. This draft is going to be wild. I'm telling you, stock up on these picks before word gets out that the 2023 draft class is going to be insane. All right, if you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below, subscribe, and leave a like. Also, make sure you join the Discord. Right now, you know, we're popping off. We got like 80 members in there. They're all subscribers of the channel. We run mock drafts. We do underdog best ball drafts. Just a way to stay connected as a community in there. And if you want any of my rankings or any of my one-on-one -on -one trade advice, anything like that, make sure you go down below, join the Patreon. We have a, a really cool, strong community in there as well. And as always... I'm going to make a thread on this probably in a, I don't know, maybe a couple days, maybe a week, maybe literally tomorrow morning. I don't know, but there's going to be a thread on Twitter. You can follow me there at Ron Stewart underscore, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm critical. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice, I got the juice. Channel, Chatham's on. Foolies glad I'm home. Even my haters kinda glad I'm home.